0: You're listening to the latest preaching from Brixham Community Church. Well, good. a very good morning to you all. Um, it's great to be here. I really sense um, God's presence here. And um, it's a great joy to be in this wonderful family. Uh, Christine and I really feel we, we really belong. We've been here nearly four years in this church and uh, we're really uh, blessed to be here. Well, my talk um, today is called Pray Pray for the Nations. Pray for the Nations. Now, the reason I came up with this uh, title was because uh, last month I had a text from John who was at an AOG day and he said, could I name you as church, as a church mission champion. We had champion, didn't we, in one of the songs today? Very nice. Um, and I thought, what's all that about? Church mission champion? I'm not a champion at anything. Um, when I was on my bike riding, I, I never completed a course, for instance. Um, and then I thought, champion. And then I thought about how... Um, Uh, the knight in shining armour would be the, uh, would champion the cause of a lady who was in distress. And that was the meaning of champion. Or you might be champion of a particular cause that you'd be fighting for and encouraging people about. So uh, then I understood it. And, uh, and of course I thought about my little trips abroad, etc. And, uh, and I thought, well, how did this all start? Well, my first interest came when I was a student at Bristol University um, because I became a Christian in the second year and I was very new, didn't know much. And one of the other students came to me and said, um, do you know anything about missions? No. No he said, let me introduce you to this mission called the Bible and Medical Missionary Fellowship, it was called. It's since the name has been cha- changed to InterServe. And uh, he uh, gave me a magazine and he said, look, what's going on in different places in the world? Look how God's kingdom is moving forward. And I, I connected with a, a, a missionary in India who was actually a Bible college teacher. Bit like this young man over here, and he was doing a great work in India, and we connected, and so it began to open my eyes to the fact that we live in a world where God is moving in all through the nations, and it was also that was also that connection was quite key when uh, the Lord called me to work for London City Mission. It's a long story of the connection, but it was very key and important. Um, And uh, for quite a few years, I um, met all sorts of unusual people. And uh, you'll see some unusual people in that first slide. You might recognize the one in the middle. That's my very beautiful wife, wearing the same coat that she's wearing today. And she's very special. But either side of her are a couple from Iraq. He used to be a junior minister for Saddam Hussein's government in petroleum and gas, he told me. Um, Sadly, when trouble came to Iraq, his place was bombed, he had to become an asylum seeker and in the end he ended up in London and we met him through the food bank. They became firm friends. They still are today. That was taken just after Christmas. Do come and visit us. They are both Muslim friends. And um, we've had lots of discussions. Uh, They still don't see the wonder of Jesus. We pray for them. Another interesting group, and you'll see again on the left-hand side that interesting lady in a purple top (laughs) this time and the couple are in the middle are brother and sister, and they are both from India, and they are also Muslim, um, although the lady on the right, who we know much better, is on the brink of trusting in Jesus, which is very encouraging. This family were our neighbours for 26 years. They are also from India. Uh, they are of the Jain religion, uh, which is rather like a kind of Hinduism, really, but a bit different, they have become wonderful friends. We've had lots of discussions. Uh, they've asked us to pray for them. And uh, we saw them again, or at least some of them, this uh, this Christmas. And then, of course, there was that trip to Sri Lanka two years ago. And... Uh, while I was there, I met the gentleman on the, the very far right, uh, second from the right, he's a dark-skinned gentleman, he's a pastor there. And amazingly, uh, in January, we met him. He came to London. And he told us all the amazing things that are happening in Sri Lanka. In spite of that terrible bombing at Easter, the church continues to grow. Those are some church planters in one of the villages. That's one of the many things that he's engaged in. And then the trip to Rwanda last year was very moving. And uh, I met our sponsored boy, Claude, and so moved to meet this young man and the wonderful things that God had been doing in his life. And the little girl that we've also sponsored... And what struck me about all these people, uh, particularly the ones overseas, were saying, how we need your prayers. What a difference your prayers make to us. Please pray for us. Well, that's a good and challenging, and I hope you take that as a challenge also. And uh, what I would say to you is we must have a global view of the church. We're, part, we're a very small part of a vast family of every tribe and nation and tongue. And we've just heard about a new family who've become believers in the Lord Jesus. How wonderful is that? It's a growing family. And uh, I would encourage you. Tomorrow, if anyone's free and wants to know about London City Mission, we have a monthly prayer meeting at the front room at 3 o'clock tomorrow. Could you come just for an hour? Or what about on Thursday? We have a meeting for open doors in our home. 7 p.m. for the Suffering Church. It will open your eyes. It will encourage you. It will challenge you. God is moving. In some of the worst, hardest places in the world, God is doing wonderful things. Scripture shows us clearly of God's great love for the nations. As you 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 as we know, um, God made us in his image. He made us for a relationship with him that we might know and enjoy a real relationship with the living God. But our first parents fell. They rebelled. They wanted to do it their own way. And we're sadly all like that, aren't we? We all, like sheep, have gone astray. We've turned everyone to our own way. That's the root problem of the human condition. But God had a plan. About 2000 BC, he spoke to a man called Abraham, an earl of the Chaldees. Abraham was among idol worshippers, and the living God spoke to him and said, leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That one man, what a promise! Could he believe it? Could he take it in? He obeyed God. And the promise was repeated to his son Isaac and his grandson Jacob. And it was going to be ultimately fulfilled in the coming of the Messiah, the Christ, of which the Old Testament speaks in so many places. As we know, Jesus came into this world. It's a fact of history. We live in 2020. Sorry, 2020. Sorry. Apologise. Um, yes, too, I was right. <laughs> Glad you're listening. Um, it signifies that this, the time from his birth. He changed history. When he returned to his disciples after his resurrection, he said this. This is what is written, the Christ will suffer and rise from the dead on the third day and repentance and forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised, that's the Holy Spirit, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high and that's exactly what happened on the birth of the church on the day of Pentecost and one of the evidences that it happened is us sitting in this room 2020 about 2000 years later we're here and our lives have been changed because Jesus did rise from the dead he did conquer sin and death and hell and he's poured out his Holy Spirit. And that's why the church is here. That's, it's a living, mighty family. That's why those, that lovely family were so impacted. Because Jesus is the living, the saviour. And the Holy Spirit is here, living among us. It all happened because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life. This wonderful relationship, restored to those who trust in what he did for us. The relationship is restored, and it's a friendship that goes on beyond death. In the Old Testament... There's a beautiful prayer for the nations. It's in Psalm 67. It was probably, um, uh, this psalm was probably sung at the Feast of Tabernacles. But it goes like this May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest. And God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. That's a wonderful prayer. And, um, well, the Jews uh, never really evangelized the nations. Many from the nations, from the idol idol worshippers, many came and... uh, came and became converts to Judaism. But the blessing has come, ultimately, since the Lord Jesus came. So let's see. We pray for God's blessing on ourselves and the church in every nation that we may reflect his glory to others. It's strange, isn't it, when we're thinking about praying for na- the nations, but we, we, we have to begin with ourselves. We have to begin with ourselves. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. That's a reflection of the high priestly, the blessing that the um, priest gave in, num- in the book of Numbers to the people. It has to begin with us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. Think of the moon. Does, this, does the moon shine at night? It does. Where does the light come from? The sun. The moon has no light of itself, so it's a wonderful reflector. And God's people are to be wonderful reflectors of God's glory and beauty. And this is what we have to be like. If we love the Lord, we're to be reflectors. But mirrors need a good clean. Certainly our bathroom mirror does, but that's probably my fault. Not my wife's, of course. And so we have to pray, don't we? Do you remember? Does anyone remember what, this, this from a previous sermon? Not from me. From our dear brother, Pastor John. Does anyone know uh, what P stands for when we pray? Praise. Praise. Well done. What about R? Repent. Repent. Wow. What about A. Oh, wow, look at that. The last one might be harder. Yield, Yield. wow. Wow, isn't that encouraging to a preacher to know that someone has been listening to his sermons? Isn't that encouraging? But this is very, very important. And we've been worshipping, haven't we, today? We've been praising. We've been shouting for joy, I hope. As some... 100 tells us shout for joy to the Lord all the earth worship the Lord with gladness come before him with joyful songs that's what we've been doing today it's good to do it yourselves at home does anyone use a hymn book when they praise the Lord anyone use one highly recommended get yourself a hymn book I know they're a bit old-fashioned in these days of high-tech. But you can get them if you go to Jim Collins at the Baptist Church book room. He'll soon get you some, or one. Find a song. I woke up this morning, I sung this one. Lord, I come to you. Let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that i found in you. And that, Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the power of Of your love. We're all very fragile and weak. I felt I was digging a deep hole when I was trying to prepare this message. I just never thought I could do it or it would ever come to anything. It's only God's grace. The weaknesses have been stripped away by the power of his love. He's great isn't he? Isn't he wonderful? So we have to praise, worship Him. But we have to reflect on our lives. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. When we come to God, we want Him to search us. But He's the Holy Spirit is gentle. He points things gently to us. He's not like the enemy who says, you're no good, you'll never make up, you'll never be any good, you're useless. How can God love you? He's not like the accuser. The Holy Spirit is gentle. He points things out. So lovely to hear a prayer of a dear friend this morning. Crying out for mercy. And then we ask, ask, and it will be given you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. Jesus here is saying, look, I'm here, I'm listening. I respond to you. If you're my child, I respond to your call. I'm your father. Father God. Be confident in God and you pray be confident and of course God's timing is different to yours you may have been praying about something for years be confident he knows the right time we don't understand his ways but yield to him delight yourselves in the Lord And he will give you the desires of your heart. Enjoy God. And what he asks you to do, you'll find is good, pleasing, and perfect when you yield to him. He's a gracious God, he's not a slave driver. He's gracious, he's patient. And as you meet him like this, you'll begin to glow. They said of the early disciples, they took note of them that they had been with Jesus. And we pray that not just for ourselves, but for Brixham Community Church, for the other churches in Brixham, for all God's people throughout the world. 2 Corinthians 3, 17-18 says... Now, the Lord is Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who, with unveiled faces, all reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His likeness with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? You may not feel you're making any progress, God knows what He's doing. Isn't that encouraging? We are being transformed by Him. So, as the church begins to glow with the glory of God, the nations, the people around are affected by Him. It's a lovely hymn, an old hymn in the book here. Let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me, all His wondrous compassion and purity. O thou spirit divine, all my nature refined till the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. And when we as individuals begin to glow with the beauty of the Lord, when his church begins to grow in unity and love, things begin to happen. The Holy Spirit comes with power. So secondly, we pray that people, And every nation would praise the true God by turning from their idols. If you read this verse like this, it makes sense. May the people praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. As I said, the people of Israel lived uh, amongst many other nations, but most of them were... Worshipping idols and all sorts of strange gods. People who demanded child sacrifice and other uh, terrible things. So many people deceived. Because we're all worshippers. We're all worshippers. Anything in our lives which is more important to us than the Lord is an idol money, work, family, relationships, pets, hobbies, foods, etc. If they are more important than the Lord himself, that they're an idol. That's a hard one, isn't it? We have to have God first in our lives. I did it my way is the song of this age. And this is what the Bible means by sin. In North Korea, the leaders of that incredibly oppressive government are treated like gods. And the people are starving. And the church is persecuted. May our prayer be that people would see and know the living God. And they will praise him as they hear the wonderful news about the Lord Jesus Christ. As the gospel, the good news goes out. May people see the truth that sets them free. That Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And finally, we pray that people in every nation would discover the wonderful blessings of submitting to God's rule in their lives. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly, you rule peoples and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest And God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. You know, individually we're never satisfied, never truly satisfied, until we know the abundant life that Jesus gives. And living under his rule is the most liberating, the most liberating life. He does indeed set us free. Set us free from ourselves, our own selfishness. He breaks the power of these idols in our lives. We become more and more free. He breaks the power of fear, fear of people. He puts love in our hearts for others. Even if they continually reject us, he still gives us love for them. He liberates us. Because he puts his love, his life into us. Isn't that wonderful? This is my favorite scripture. Jesus says, Come to me, all you are weary and burdened, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden, is light this is the picture of the yoke joining two animals together and one they work together and when we belong to Christ we're yoked to him and he's gentle and he's humble and he takes us on at the pace we can go at he's not a slave driver and we discover that when we say yes to Jesus however difficult it may be ultimately we are blessed Ultimately, it's for our blessing and for our good. But the Bible also says, blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. When the church is strong in a nation, it has a huge impact. Things get put right. And I went to this amazing nation of Rwanda. I was amazed that after... 25 years since that appalling genocide, the nation is, is back on its feet in an amazing way. This is a memorial to the, the people who were killed. There were many of those around Rwanda to enable people to mourn their dead, to enable people to come to terms with what happened. There's a great deal of healing in that nation. And the church has a, a big part to play in what God has done. Last point. Does anyone know who that is? She's from Nigeria. Her name is Leah Sharimu. You may remember that two years ago she was captured by Boko Haram with other schoolgirls And because she would not deny her Christian faith, she's still in captivity. The other girls were released, but Leah Sharubu is still in captivity by Boko Haram in Nigeria. And there are many other... Uh, There's 103 of the children from Boko Haram also um, were captured by Boko Haram from that school several years ago. And so many others are being captured. And the cry is, go on praying. Go on praying. Because God has his way and his time. So shall we just pray to conclude for this dear lady? <coughs> Heavenly Father, we thank you for this young, young woman who has not denied you, who stood firm. And she's separated from her family. You know the heartbreak. But Lord, we're adding our prayers to the prayers of people all across the world today. And we cry to you to intervene for the release of this girl and many others. We pray for the Nigerian government. We pray there'll be a change. That you'll bring, bring her out at the right moment. And we know that what she has done will not be wasted We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening. For more information, visit brixham.church.